It can be really hard for us to relax at night. We're always thinking about covering crime. But the good news is our wonderful new sponsor, Via, has a terrific product that helps us unwind. Via Hemp has a wide range of terrific gummies of both the THC and THC-free varieties. They can help you with focus, recovery, sleep, creativity, or just plain enjoyment. These products legally ship to all 50 states. I really liked Zen in particular. This is a yummy blueberry option that lets you catch a chill sleep with help from CBN and CBD. It's really helped me turn off my brain and settle down for the night. I also got a shout out Flow State. It helped me feel energized throughout the day. Like not to brag, but I got a lot done. I'm talking about doing several interviews and editing a whole show from start to finish, not to mention jumping on some of the latest filings in the cases we cover. It really made me feel sharp and ready to tackle any challenge. I couldn't recommend this more. Via has so many great gummy options to choose from. Everything from guava berry low dose that allows you to microdose THC to the chill-inducing Delta 9 gummy dreams. Head to viahemp.com and use code MSHEET to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies. That's viahemp.com and use code MSHEET at checkout. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Enhance your every day with Via Hemp. Again, if you're 21 and over, you can get 15% off plus a free pack of award-winning gummies with our exclusive code, msheet at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P dot com. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. We often start our episodes with content warnings, a way to give listeners a heads up about the unpleasant things we will be discussing in the program. Consider this an extra strong content warning. In this episode, we will be revealing the contents of the first half of an interview between Kegan Klein and police back in August of 2020. It will extensively cover the charges against him, charges related to acts of sexual abuse towards children. There's also some profanity. The statement as a whole runs for a total of 194 pages, and it covers not just the child sexual abuse material charges, but it also delves into matters more directly related to the Delphi murders. 
In this episode, we are going to focus on the child sexual abuse material charges. Next week, we will deal with the information related to the murders. After we complete both episodes and finish removing names and identifying details of innocent people from the document, we will release it on our Facebook Murder Sheet discussion group. In this episode, we'll get into details revealed in the first half of this August 19, 2020 police interview, including Kegan Klein's admitted problem with his sexual interest in children and his claim that he failed a polygraph regarding the Delphi murders. Investigators focus on Kegan Klein and his father, Jerry Anthony, or Tony Klein, plenty of bizarre and nonsensical attempts at deflection from Kegan Klein as he attempted to explain away the flood of disgusting, horrific videos and images of underage girls on his devices. Kegan Klein's admission that he destroyed evidence on his phone after police first raided his home about two weeks after the Delphi murders, and how Kegan Klein possibly sparked Indiana's largest investigation into child sexual abuse materials. Investigators and Kegan Klein refer to this as child pornography throughout the interview, but we'll be referring to it as child sexual abuse materials or abuse images. We're the murder sheet, and this is the Delphi murders, the Kegan Klein police interview, part one. Let's start by giving you some of the basic facts. This interview is between Kegan Klein, Detective Vito of the Indiana State Police, and another law enforcement officer called Deputy Clinton. The law enforcement officers read Kegan Klein his rights and explained he had a right to an attorney, but Klein chose to participate in this interview without legal counsel. We are going to read you excerpts from this interview and then discuss them. Keep in mind that we're going to read through the transcript from the beginning and work our way through it in the order the discussion went. Unlike crime thrillers or procedural TV shows, police interviews in real life tend to start with the fundamentals, like where does a person live? What does he do for a living? Before getting into the substance of the charges. You may feel then that the interview starts a bit slowly in terms of the information it reveals, but we feel it is worth the investment of time to hear as much of it as possible, and so we are including the material from the beginning. To keep things as clear as possible, whenever we start or stop reading from the transcript, you'll hear this noise. That noise, by the way, is courtesy of Kevin's old Optimus stereo cassette tape player. One more point. 
As we have read and reread this transcript, we have grown increasingly impressed with the skill with which Vito and Clinton handled this interview. In the excerpts, Anya will take the parts of both Vito and Clinton, and I will take the part of Kagan Klein. This interview took place on August 19, 2020, the day Kagan Klein was arrested. The police started off by reading the charges and then trying to get Kagan to recognize the enormity of what he faced. You understand what's going on now. Um, obviously, you have a problem. All the, are you talking about all the stuff that was on those old phones? Is that what this is about? The phones, uh-huh. So, like I told that, I can't remember her name. She was like the, I don't know, something with the child division. Um, all those are old videos when I was underage. Well, and, and I want you to, and I want to make it clear to you, too, that we not only have watched your interviews. Right. But we've personally gone through each device. Right, right. We've watched the videos. Yeah. We've seen the pictures. And I can tell you, you were not underage at the time, okay? Of all the underage girls I talked to, I was definitely underage for any of those pictures that I got from them. And, and that's not what the data that we have. On, on the metadata of those images, I mean, they're time-stamped. Right, right. Login. Yeah. You know when when we take the, the that phone. Yeah, yeah. Get a lot yeah. of information off that. Right, right. Okay. Um, And, op- I mean, this is, it's been a little while, obviously, but. And a few of those charges. Can I see that again so I can ask? Yeah, yeah. Which one were you thinking about? Um, It was like, I don't know. I can't remember. I'd have to. Sorry, my mind's going crazy right now. Like, what is, like, child exploitation? What is that? Like, I've never been with a child before or anything like that. Well, it's not necessarily about being with a child. But when we go to when you're on, uh, is your Kick Chat 92, um, this was on your iPhone uh, when you're trading back and forth. Right. Child porn images. That's exploitation of a child. Okay. And obstruction of justice. Um. And we're, we're going to get to all that, okay? But I need you to understand why. Right, yeah. We're here, obviously. Yeah. And and I'm just being honest with you. I mean, the underage thing, it's right. It's not correct. Right. Okay? Um, three years ago, you were not underage. Right. And you were in possession of all of that as well. Right. So I know even in your last interview, I mean, you have a problem. Right. And you said it yourself. Yeah. And, and I'm assuming you know problem like that does not just overnight correct itself. No, you're right. Um, I moved to Las Vegas, and I tried to, like, completely change my life. And, mm-hmm. yeah, and then, you know, fell on hard times, not having a good job and stuff. So I had to move back. But, yeah, I mean, I had haven't done any of those stuff since then. That was a real wake-up call. Now we're going to get into an area that causes a great deal of confusion. Where exactly did Kegan Klein live at different times? Our only source for his whereabouts is Kegan Klein himself, and he is far from a reliable narrator. With that in mind, let's hear what he has to say on the subject and go back to the transcript. And we have made a small edit in this section, removing the address of Kegan's then-girlfriend. When did you move to Vegas? Um, I'm not sure what, it was about two years ago. Well, no, I got back about three years ago, probably. Like, I don't know, I think June, maybe. 
right after my birthday sometime. It was like right after that. June of 2017? Yeah, yeah. Okay. About, yeah. You know where you are currently living now? Like, where's your residence at? Okay. Okay, so that's with your girlfriend. Well, like, I stay with her sometimes. But I mean, I just bounce around, really. But I mean, she lets me stay there as much as I need to. Okay, so, um, June 2017, moved to Vegas. Where'd you stay out there? I had an apartment. An apartment? Yeah. Next, there is some talk about where exactly Kegan Klein claims to have lived in Las Vegas. We have to cut out the address Kegan Klein gave police because we don't want anyone getting doxxed or harassed over having the misfortune of living there now. Your note that we ran an episode debunking many of Kegan Klein's claims about working glamorous jobs in Las Vegas. In the 2020 interview with police, Kegan Klein also claims to have lived with someone out there. He supplies that name in the interview, but we have edited out and we refer to that individual as friend number one. Live by yourself? Uh, no, I had a friend that I moved out there with. Okay. What did you do for employment out there? Um, a lot of stuff, really. We had like a little uh, medical marijuana business that we would do a delivery service with and stuff. A lot of money in that, isn't there? Yeah, there was. Yeah. A lot of elderly people, you know, that couldn't leave their house a lot and stuff like that. Didn't want to get around and stuff like that. What caused you to move back? I just couldn't afford it. I mean, rent was so expensive and just everything in general just so expensive out there. Um, so yeah, I could definitely see it being more expensive out that way too. Oh yeah. Um, and, and my goal today, I mean, we want to try to, of course, get you to understand everything that's right. Yeah. Going on. And I think there's some things that we need to clear up too. Um, in your, your original interview, I mean, obviously you said it was a problem that you had and yeah. So you're, I mean, you're saying it was a pretty big wake up call and. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I never really had a problem with the police ever in my life. Kegan Klein then gives an account of an alleged minor brush he had with the law when he was a juvenile. We do not believe it is appropriate to share details of a person's juvenile offenses, not even when those accounts seem to be self-serving. The officers in the room quickly changed the subject back to the charges Kegan Klein currently faced focusing on his claim that he had stopped engaging in those sorts of behaviors after the house he shared with his father was searched in 2017. As for the child pornography stuff, I mean, you just stopped? Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, when I realized, like, how serious it is, like... Okay, um... You don't think about it when you're talking to 16 and 17-year-old girls, and then you realize when that knock comes at your door, like, hey... Shit's not a joke. What we can do now then, um, since, I mean, you, you haven't viewed it since then, or... No. Anything like that? No. Uh, would you then give us consent for your phone? Yeah. The police then start going through a number of devices linked to Kegan Klein and obtain his permission to search them all. After they completed their survey of all those devices, Kegan Klein signed a document giving written permission for them to be searched. These officers were going by the book. They were doing everything just as it was supposed to be done. During the course of the back and forth during this process, Keck and Klein made some comments about spending time in Los Angeles. After he signed the consent, 
the officers returned to that topic. You went from Las Vegas to L.A.? No, I never really stayed in L.A. I just would go there a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. And what were you doing out there, you said? Um, I would get uh, our product and stuff there, so... Okay. I'd go there, like, almost once a week, almost. Was it your company, or did you work for... Me and uh, my friend that moved out there. Together, we started it. You need, like, a license to start a company up, or... Um, How did that work? Technically, it's under the law of um, that you don't have to get a license. Under the law, this is if you're 18, it's gifting to someone. Huh. So you're not technically buying it from us or anything. I'm not selling it to you. You buy a monthly subscription and get that every month. It's like a gift. So Really? So that way, you don't need a license or anything. If you had someone pay monthly, you give it to them because of their paying for the monthly subscription? They're paying. For the service. They're not paying for the marijuana at all. Hmm. Services? Right. Interest. And and that was in L.A. or that was in? That was in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. So after Vegas, then you said just got too expensive out there. Weird. Yeah. You go from there. I went to my mom's outside of young America. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that when you, how long did you stay in Vegas then? Um, I mean, from that June to, I think it was like been uh, about a year or so. The next June, well, the next like August or September, she got married in September. So yeah, September. Okay. So August, September. Yeah. Yeah. I came back really to marry them. And then I thought about it, and I was like, well... Do what? I'll just stay here. You... Ordained minister. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. So you married your own mom? Yeah, right. No kidding. Yeah. And that, wow, that's crazy. And so you just stayed with them then? Yeah, yeah. How did you do that? Like, what is... Well, uh... What do you have to do to do that? Uh, my stepdad works at a hog farm, so I work with him. So it mm-hmm. was like, hey, if you work, you know, you can stay here. And I, I mean, I paid rent and stuff, and it was a pretty cool job. Okay, that's not too bad. Have you done any other weddings since then, or? Yeah, and I, uh, I've done like two or three in Nevada, and then I did hers. If those couples in Nevada follow the news, then imagine what those couples in Nevada must feel once they realize they were married by Kagan Klein. In these excerpts, Kegan Klein refers to Young America. That is the name of a community in Indiana. To give you a sense of the geography, according to Google Maps, Young America is about a 25-minute drive from Delphi. Um, so then you stayed with mom and living in... Young America. The police next cover where Kegan Klein lived after leaving his mother. He mentions the name of a woman... We will not use that name, and we will instead refer to her as Girlfriend A. And then after Mom's, where'd you go from there? Um, well, really, I just started living, you know, sleeping with friends and stuff, and then staying at Girlfriend A's whenever I could. And For the past two years now, maybe? Well, no, no. I stayed with them until last August. So I stayed with them for probably about a year. Okay. And then, yeah. Well, it was probably longer than August, sometime right before the winter. Okay, 2019? Yeah, 2019. Yeah, 
And then you've kind of been staying with... Yeah, with her and other friends. Yeah. And stuff in Kokomo. It basically appears as if Kagan Klein was couch surfing, staying with whoever would have him. A weight loss journey can feel like a lonely struggle, but it doesn't have to be. For so many of us, lifestyle changes, like deciding to lose weight, adopting a nutritious diet, and taking up fun exercises, are all about putting our own health and wellness first. But it can be really hard to know where to begin or how to keep the weight off once we've seen some progress. Quick fixes like soup diets and juice cleanses are unsustainable. There's a much better way to embark on this journey that over 200,000 people have already chosen. We're talking about the Roe Body Program. Here's how it works. Roe gives you access to one of the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Their Roe Body Program then sets up a comprehensive weight loss program tailored to your specific lifestyle, health status, and goals. In addition to the weekly shot, you get one-on-one coaching with a registered nurse. That can help you adopt and stick with lifestyle changes like exercise routines and nutritious diets. It's a comprehensive program that sees participants lose 15 to 20% of their weight in a year on average. But the real benefit is that you keep that weight off. This is weight loss at its most sustainable. With Roe, the average weight loss is 15 to 20% of your weight in one year, in conjunction with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash msheet. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. Go to roco slash msheet. That's roco slash msheet. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This raises a couple of questions. Number one, why didn't he stay with his father, the man he was so close to and whom he had lived with before? And the police asked the second question. Are you still working with a... Currently, I'm not, no. Okay. I've been trying, but I do graphic design and stuff. Okay. So, like, I'll just get jobs whenever I can. Okay. Yeah, do a website called Fiber. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yeah, I think I've heard of that. So, like, what what was, uh, what was computer do you use for graphic design? My phone. You do, you do graphic design from a phone? Yeah, from a web, from an app on the phone. It's called Canva. You can pretty much to do, like, literally anything you can think of that you can on the computer. Really? It's really nice, yeah. Huh. It's like what you like a typical project, would you say? Um, like menus for restaurants. I do that a lot. 
In this next section, the police are asking Kagan Klein about his interest in vehicles. Though he doesn't name him, it appears as if Kagan Klein here references his father. You a car guy? Not really. Not really? So I kind of grew up, kind of. You grew up having to be? Yeah, pretty much. Why is that? I don't know. He has this fascination with work cars. So he'll buy a work car and then, like, he'll customize it. Two years later, he'll just get rid of it. Like the car we have now, it's getting worked on. It was one of his work cars. He just gave it to us. What do you mean, like... Car. A work car? Like a... Because he works at Chrysler. So he'll just, you know, go back and forth, just buy one car for work to drive to work. Oh. And stuff, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he don't want to put miles on his other cars, and so... So what car are you driving now? Um, it's an old Grand Am 98. Grand Am. Little Grand Am? Yeah. Did you grow up working on cars and stuff like that, too? Huh? Did you grow up working on cars? No, not really. Your dad does, I think. Is that right? Yeah, kinda. Okay. Yeah. Motorcycles. Mechanic guy? Yeah, yeah. The police are now ready to get back to the subject at hand. Um, so something that you had mentioned um, about when we were talking about uh, the child porn, you said it kind of was a wake-up call when you were talking to the, these girls that were how old? I don't. The youngest I ever knew of was 16. Okay. Yeah. Um, so again, and, and this is going to be important that you know, and, and I, I put it on the table and I've told you. Right. Of course. I've, I've watched your interview. Right. You know, before, and I've gone through all the phones. So, you know, from here on out, it's very imperative and very important that you're 100% truthful. Right. Yeah. Because you've read the charges. You understand this. Right. It is, it, this is significant. Right. Okay. Um, and I'm going to tell you that going through the phones, it's not the case. Okay. And, and I have it here and we'll go through it. And for instance, um, you know, you had, uh, you had mentioned the exploitation thing. Right. And I mean, that's right here in this chat, um, this kick messenger chat, which was on your, your Apple iPhone. Do you remember what your kick messenger name was? I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm not sure. I think it was my name, I think, then maybe a number or something. Wasn't anything else? No, I think maybe Kegan Klein, one may, I don't know. My name, I think, and something. So your kick messenger accounts were all in your name? Yeah. You're 100% sure about that? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, did anyone else have access to that phone or? No, I don't think so. I mean, I Okay. didn't have a girlfriend or no one ever well uses my phone or nothing like that. And again, I know you had, you had talked about making fraudulent accounts. Right. And what fraudulent accounts have you made? Uh, like on Instagram. I would make stuff like that to try to, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on Kick? I don't think I... Well, I mean, like, I wouldn't send pictures of myself. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about the names in that. I don't... I don't think so. I think it was always my name and then, like, maybe a number. Something like that. Okay. And like I said, I mean, I want you to know I have these chats sitting right in front of me, so... Right. Where where did the name Emily Ann 45 come from? 
Oh, yeah. That was some random name that I made up. Yeah. Okay, so did you make that one? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay, and tell me about and and again, I I know you remember these things, okay? I I really I I, I cuz you know, I I've gone through all this and I want you to be clear on that. Right. I mean, I I've gone through every device. Right. Every chat. So I need you to be honest. Right. Okay, because, I mean, the line is, it doesn't yeah. do us any good, right? I'm not lying. But I know you know the Emily Ann name. I really... Okay. Didn't. I mean, it's been how long? This is pretty... Years. Big. Big. Right. Persona that you built for Emily Ann. I mean, it is. What do you mean? As in, you know, talking to other girls and talking to other people. I mean, Emily Ann obviously has a story behind her, right? Does that make sense? No, I I don't know what you mean by that. No. What do you mean, a story? Let's step away from the transcript for a moment to make a quick note. Remember that Emily Ann was a persona linked to Klein that also came up in the probable cause affidavit released by Wish TV in December of 2021. In this interview, Kagan Klein and the police used the names of the people or personas that Emily Ann was chatting with. All of these people claim to be underage girls. We suspect that at least some of them were actually adult male pedophiles pretending to be underage girls. In any case, we are redacting all of their names and we refer to them as Girl 1, Girl 2, etc. Let's go back to the transcript. Well, we'll go through, we'll go through this first since it's right here. Um, so this is a chat that was 5-15-2016 uh, to 5-17-2016. And this is between uh, Emily Ann and Girl 1. Um, girl 1 messages, hey, sup. Um, Emily Ann, so what kind of pics? Girl 1, whatever you want. Emily Ann, LOL, age? Girl 1, 13 to 16. Emily Ann, oh, girl one, what do, what do you have? Um, you send an image here, which the first image is a Caucasian female exposing her breast. Um, it had water across the chest and, and a caption that said, like this. Um, so we get down a little bit further into the chat and girl one says, LOL, like I mean what ages? Emily Ann, 45, a lot. What about you? Girl, one, three to 16. What's your youngest? Emily Ann, I don't know, LOL. Emily Ann, you send your first, your first, your youngest. Uh, they send a picture of a 13-year-old. Emily Ann, damn, she's hot. Emily Ann, any videos? Girl, one, yeah, LOL, your turn. Um, girl one sends a video, sends a video or, uh, it, it was an image, um, that depicted a Caucasian female, um, 13 years old, taking a picture in the mirror. She was completely nude, turned away from the mirror and exposing her butt and posing. And Emily Ann's response was, damn, that's hot as fuck. Yeah, I don't remember any of that. And that's me being 1000% honest with you. I mean, like I told them the last time, I did talk to a lot of girls. So, I mean, I don't, 
That was four years ago. I don't remember any of that. But I mean, this is not this is not a like talking to another girl. This is a exchange of child pornography. Right. Yeah. No, I don't remember. Likely a male. It's most likely right. Two males. Right. Two female names on kick. Right. Exchanging graphic child pornography. Girls that are like five years old. What? Yeah, very young. Like very young. So how? Yeah, that's not me. How could you not remember that, man? Yeah, exactly. That is not me. I would never, that is, I I swear to God, that was not me. Then you need to come up with who else had access to that device. Fuck, I don't. That was four years ago. I don't think anyone, but fuck, I don't. I never like maybe 15, 14 maybe, but. We're talking. Again, no kids. We're talking. No fucking. Shocking. No, definitely fucking not. There's a ton of it. Right. And that's resulted in this charging document. There's a ton of it. Right. So who else could have potentially used these accounts and your phone? I mean, I stayed with that guy that I moved with before I left with him, but I mean... Okay, but we're talking in... And this is... Right. This is 2016 when you were... That's what I'm saying, before I moved. Right. When, yeah, for Vegas. And, and I want to be clear that this is the iPhone 4. Right. And the iPhone's name was Kegan's iPhone. Right. And you would have been 22 at the time, and it was secured with a PIN code. And I mean, that's, it's, and the, I mean, it's all, it's all your. Right. Your email addresses, your account information, your fraudulent account information, okay? Yeah, but. So. What I'm saying is, what if he used my kick without me knowing or something? He would have to know your passcode. Right. Right, and who. My buddy that I moved with, because I mean. That was before that. I know, but I'm saying I stayed with him in 2016, up to, you know, up until I left. I mean, I stayed with my dad a lot, too, but I mean, I was at his house a lot, too. Well, I, I, I'm telling you. And he has kids and stuff. At this point, Kegan Klein gives the ages of friend one's kids. Since that is identifying information, we are deleting it. We will say that both kids are third grade or below. When their ages are referred to in the transcript, we would just call them two young kids. You two moved to Vegas with two kids? Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. Did he have access to your phones? I mean, yeah, he could have. I mean, I stayed at his house a lot. I mean, we did drugs and stuff. I mean, I mean, I wasn't saying, I mean, I have no clue. But I mean, I, I don't think uh, two young kids are going to be on kick exchanging child pornography. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like he had kids. So like, you know what I mean? No, what are you saying? Really? Why would I be doing that around one of my best friends? You know what I'm saying? Well, that's that doesn't. I mean, if I was going to do that, why? You can't you can't really don't don't try to don't try to talk. No your way around I'm not getting what I'm getting what I'm saying then tell me okay or explain it to me so what if he was using my phone you know what I'm saying I understand that yeah but he would have needed your password to do that which that ain't I mean that ain't no big deal I give my password to a lot of people who else have you given your passcode to at this point, Kegan Klein tried to suggest that he could have given his password to a couple of other people, 
including his roommate's girlfriend. The police were having none of it. Look, I'm going to tell you right now. Because she was over there too. That in your interview. Right. You admitted that you had this problem. Yeah, like I. Okay. Like I talked to. And. A lady about it. Yeah. And yeah. And there was no, well, I do give my stuff to. You owned up to it. And. Well. Admitted talking to girls. And. Right. Even in your polygraph that were under 16. They deliberately asked you, what if a girl told you they were under 16 and right. your exact words were, I would probably still talk to her. Right. So don't. That doesn't mean. Keg and listen. 14 and 13 does not. To me. Does not mean a little kid that's three or whatever you said. Okay. So then it's so. That's a to- That's totally different. He, he took your phone for this part, but then when you Asked to do you have any 9 to 13 fuck videos. Yeah, I didn't. I That would be in. About that. That age. Yeah, that is not me. Because Emily Ann responded, I do. So you're telling me that you had 9 to 13 fuck videos on your phone. They were on your device. I had them on the device? Listen, listen, on the device. That is not true. So you wouldn't know about the. Yeah. I'm telling you it's true. I have no clue about any of that. No. We have been through that phone. Right. We've been through all the phones. But we're not we're not allowed to lie to you about this. Right. That is on your phone. And why would I tell them they could keep my phones if I have stuff on it like that? You didn't have a choice. They served a warrant. Yeah, they served. I mean, they asked me for them. But they you could have told them, you could have told them no. I mean, I have nothing to hide, so but what, what I'm telling you right now is if I let Deputy Clinton have my phone right. and use my phone right. and I take it back, I'm going to know that there's 9 to 13 fuck videos yeah. on my phone. Right. Yeah. There's no way you didn't, okay? I. So again, we need the honesty. I'm telling you, my honest, I swear to God. So 5-17-2016, Emily Ann, who you admitted to making, the Emily Ann account, and sends a photo to girl one. Uh, it's a Caucasian female lying down. She's not wearing a shirt. She's exposing her breasts, um, showing her mouth. Doesn't show the rest of her face, but it shows her chest. Um, and you make the comment, she's only 14, haha. That's a 14-year-old that you would have talked to, right? Right. That's the same conversation. Same conversation. I'm not, I'm not saying I don't remember that. But I'm saying, like, I probably would have said that, yeah. Okay, so I really honestly don't really talk remember talking to anyone because it wouldn't be like the same person. I wouldn't keep talking to the same person. You know what I mean? Right, when you're random people. But when you're exchanging child pornography, that's obviously I hear what you're saying, but And then when you're exchanging Dropbox links that go to your Dropbox, that's a different story too. What do you mean? I never had a Dropbox. Yes, you did. That I sent links for? What do you mean? But from your Dropbox account off your phone, we've started one of the largest child pornography investigations ever undertaken in the state of Indiana. Well, you're... Okay, but that's not me. How did that... You uh, Your Dropbox account. It's a shared link? From your Dropbox. Link, right? Not from mine. There's no way possible. Yes. There's no... There's no way possible. Yes. Do not... 
you're you do not have a Dropbox, and now you're saying I have a Dropbox. Not that I would send nudes and shit through. No. Say a lot of people have Dropboxes. Are people that communicated with you or you shared images through your Dropbox link? Yeah, no. We start looking at those people and it just freaking spirals out of control to this major child pornography ring. Absolutely. And you even have it to the point where you're getting this child porn. You're sharing it with your Emily Ann account to your Kagan Klein, Kagan Klein Dropbox account. You, you can't tell me that the guy that you randomly lived with for a month knows your Dropbox password, knows your phone password. Live with him for a month. And then you know you also are use that that's your primary phone and you don't all the child porns on it. Kegan, come on. I really, I swear to God, no. Ch- I mean, child porn technically is anything under 18. But yeah, no kids like that ever. You can show me anything you want. That doesn't mean that was me doing it. It's on your it's your device. Okay, that happened. I mean, that's probably happened to a lot of people. That doesn't mean that... It doesn't happen. Okay, someone shoots someone, and then they're with the person that happens a lot, and then they get charged for it, and they say that they killed them. That doesn't mean that they killed them. Yeah, and that's why we asked you initially, is there anyone else that had access to your phones, and you... Right, but that told me how little kids and shit. I've never done that. So you're saying... Obviously, is someone... Your story changes. Okay, I understand. Yes, of course it does, because I never did fucking stuff little kids and stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff with little kids. Okay, that's not me is what I'm saying, though. And we're asking you if it's not you, but... Anything. I'm in your corner on this. But you got to come off of it. Who else? Who else? That's what I'm saying. He's the only person I was around. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so. That would be like that. Let's go from here then. So who else has access from to your phones from 2016? That's it. To now? Him. Only him? Yeah. Okay, so. That's literally it. Let me, I'm going to write this down. So from 2016 to now. Yeah, well, I mean, technically my girlfriend, now my phone. Okay. I mean, she knows my password and stuff. Okay, 2016 to now, what was his name? Kegan Klein again names the person we refer to here as friend number one. Let's get back to the transcript. We moved to Las Vegas, but before that time, I mean, I would stay with him all the time. You moved in 2017? Yeah. Okay. And but but then again, you said that you stayed with dad. Uh, I you said you very rarely stayed. Yeah. With friend one. Yeah. Mainly. But I mean, I'd stay with him. But I mean, not like every day or nothing. Did friend one stay with you at your dad's house? No, no. The investigators then returned to the chat they had been reading from before, the one between Emily Ann, one of Kagan's online personas and an individual we're calling Girl One. And then just to finish the the Girl One, sending another image after Emily Ann says they are like any age. Yeah, I don't need to hear any of that. We, we have to go through it. We do. We have to go through this. This is your device named Kegan's iPhone. I understand that. With your passcode, with your account information, it doesn't have Friend One's information. I'm telling you that right now. I understand that. Okay. 
So when Girl One sends an image of a Caucasian female, 7 to 12 years old, um, taking a picture of herself in the mirror, um, she has her pants pulled down to her thighs, and she's sitting on the ground with her legs open, exposing and touching her own vagina. Emily Ann responds, what a little whore, LOL. Yeah, that's not me. And you know what? We're actually had some people look at this, and they believe there are two people routinely speaking on multiple devices that are in your house. Because the phonetics are different, the phrasing's different, but this is over a period of time. We're not talking like this is isolated, like right. a week here and not here and not here. We're talking about over a period of time. Let's step away from the transcript for a moment to emphasize what the investigators have just said. They say they believe that two people are using the devices that are linked to Kagan Klein. And they base this on the fact that the messages on that account use different phrasings and such. This is a highly significant point, and we want to ensure that no one missed it. Let's return to the transcript. And again, you have to understand that, and I know you do, you're a tech-savvy person, okay? The phone's collected GPS data. Right. Okay? Yeah. You, you probably know pictures are embedded with GPS as well. Yes. And if I was doing that, I would not have VPN blockers and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Well, I'm telling you right now that it's connected to that the, the house that you lived at with your dad. Right. Not in Vegas with friend one. Right. And you just said friend one wasn't there. I mean, friend one's been to my dad's house. He hasn't stayed in my house. He's been there, right. Again, let's step away from the transcript to call attention to what we are hearing. The time the police believed Kegan's devices were being accessed by a second person was during the period where Kegan Klein was living with his father, Tony Klein. Let's return to the transcript. And I mean, I'm telling you, if I had a buddy come over to my house and I said, "Here, here's my phone and he's yeah on it for, I mean... These are hour-long conversations. Right. Kagan. Okay, but if you're on drugs, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just saying there's, I mean, we used to take drugs a lot together. What type of drugs? I mean, hard drugs where... Like what? You're going to pass out. PCP, LSD, a lot, you know, mushrooms. So you, I mean, you've done it, you did that all the time or sometimes? I mean, a lot, yeah. Are you... Are you still, when's the last time you used? Oh, forever. I mean, I haven't. Like hard drugs? I mean. Any drug. Uh, I mean, I smoke marijuana. Still? Other than that, yeah. But other than that, nothing. Is there, is there any narcotics or drugs in the house at all? No. Or in the apartment? No. There's a bong. There's a bong, though. Again, I mean, you're really going to have to do some more convincing that, that a friend who randomly comes over and you guys get high together is taking your phone. No, I totally get where you're coming from. I don't think you do. I totally do like that. Because I'm telling you right now. Honestly sounds really stupid. I get what you're saying. There is a bit of a back and forth about girlfriend A. And then the investigators return to the illogic of what Kegan Klein is claiming. And every one of these devices that have your names on them, they're not one time a friend comes over and uses it, or just because a guy lives next door, he comes and uses it. 
Right. The investigators don't let Kagan Klein think for a moment that they accept his absurd story where the other user of his devices was friend number one. Right now, so we can come back to the iPhone. There's a lot, lot there. But I, I need you to understand that the stuff on the devices that we have again is, is I mean, we're clear that it's not your friend who's occasionally coming over. Um, We'll get back to, we'll get back to the Apple um, iPhone 3. This phone was named Keggy, is your nickname. Um, You would have been 20 at the time, so again. iPhone 3? Uh-huh. There's no way I would have been 20 at the time. How old were you in? I mean, I had that phone when I was in high school. Yeah, how old are you now? I'm 26. So, so, so five years ago? No. Would have been what? There's no way. I'm telling you right now that the last time this device was used was five years ago. It was used up until 2015. Yeah, so. Well, you can say what you want, but that's not the truth, and. Well, I'm I'm here, okay, and this is why it's so important. Yeah. I'm I'm going I'm going off a device. Right. That has. There There's no reason. That can be. Listen, listen to me. At all times. No, no, no. Yes, it can. Listen to me. I'm going off a device that has no reason to lie to me. Okay. It goes into your phone. You're talking to someone that has no reason to lie to you. Kagan, you lied to the investigators three years ago. You're lying. Okay, well, then why did they, why would it take three years for them to come and get me? What do you mean? Because you don't understand. Does that make any sense? Like he told you how big this investigation is. I mean, this is well a lot of child porn. Well, I, oh my go. Okay, I have no, all right, whatever. I need a lawyer. Okay. Because I have no clue what... This is ridiculous. Because I did not have any images or videos of children at all. I'm telling you that right fucking now. There is no way. If I shared a Dropbox, you know how Dropbox works. Obviously, you're a smart guy. But if someone sends it to me, the sender... Are you going to... Have some. Are we, are we going to clear this up or... What do you mean? Because if you're going to keep talking. Yeah. Lawyer. Yeah. You don't want to clear any of this up? No. If you're telling me all this, no, I do not. I don't want to talk to you anymore. You might need to hear it. I really don't because I've heard enough that's bullshit. So I don't need to hear any of it. And you understand the charges that you're going to jail with right now? Yep. Okay. Lifeline is here. I, I'm try, yeah, but when... You guys are sitting here telling me that I'm lying to you, and I'm not. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you. I have no reason to lie to you. That's why I have no reason to lie to you. If you watch the videos... You can let, let us go through it all and explain it to you, so at least you understand. You have that opportunity, are you? Nothing else we go through and you can listen. Because I'm telling you right now, just the level four child exploitations, just those stacked together... Just those counts are 45 years in Indiana. Right, right. That's not counting. There's 30 counts total. Right. So do you want to go through this and get charged with and take all of this? Because you are getting charged with this. All of this is being put on you. And if you don't want to hear everything that you're... So I can sit in silence and not say anything? If you want to keep talking to us, yeah. Okay. You want to keep talking to us? Yeah, yep. Okay, again, I have no reason to lie to you. I understand. I'm sorry. But. 
acting the way I do, but I mean that's if if I didn't do something, right? Then that's what's right. So we would expect that, but you got to understand. We need an answer for this, right? Because it's either it's it's all you or it's you and someone else, right? Or and really, that's like I said. They told me that last time I was here too. I wasn't here last time. About I I don't killing two girls. That's what they said to me. They tried to say that I failed a polygraph and that I did it. Me or my dad. So do you understand how I kind of have like a kind of like presence? where like, wow, these guys are bullshit artists. You get where I'm coming from? It's worth taking a step away from the transcript to note that this is the first mention of the Delphi murders in the interview. Kagan Klein claims that the police told him he failed a polygraph and that they believe either he or his father committed the murders. That is clearly significant, but it is worth noting that we have a couple of layers here between what happened and what we are hearing. First of all, police are allowed to lie in interviews such as this. They could have told Kagan Klein he failed the polygraph even if he had passed it. And second of all, this information comes from Kagan Klein, who clearly has a tendency to lie. So just the fact that he says he failed a polygraph test does not mean that he actually did so. With all of that said, the investigators realized at this point they were entering treacherous territory and wanted to remind Kagan Klein of his rights. Right. And and I get I just wanted to be clear, you do not want a lawyer at this time. You're still willing to talk to us? Yeah. Okay. But you have to understand from our point of view that we're going off the data of multiple devices, okay? And we do need to get to this because right now you're taking the heat and everything is being placed on you. So that's why it is important to go through this. Now at any point that you want to be honest and say, "Look guys, this was not on me and I know it wasn't on me because of this." I just did. But I can't, I don't know who it is, but I'm telling you, I did not. Any children at all. Okay, well, I'm just going to keep going through it then, okay? All right. At this point, the officers read through one of the chats between Anthony Schatz and someone purporting to be a young girl. We are not going to read all these chat details on the program. Kagan Klein again tries to suggest that the person responsible for those chats is friend one. The officers are skeptical. Was that something that you and friend one shared? Uh, was that you guys shared child porn together? No, never. We never talked about anything like that. So when you were talking to these girls that were 14, 15, I mean, where would you be at the house? What do you mean, like? Like, I mean, would you be in the bedroom or? Yeah, yeah. My bedroom. Okay, and you guys said you lived in an apartment, so I'm assuming with the rent and everything, it wouldn't be a big apartment just because how expensive things are. Um, What would friend one be doing? When, what do you mean? Like when we lived in Vegas? Mm-hmm, or whenever. I don't, I don't know. I didn't really. Oh, even, I mean, because again, I really like to focus on because all these chats and that and the phone is coming up to that. That's where you live at. Right. And all, all the GPS data is coming up to that house. So I guess we really take away Vegas from that. But so when friend one would come over and you guys would hang out, where would you guys hang out? In the living room and stuff. Okay. Yeah. 
So, I mean, you tell me every time he came over, you guys got high and he took your phone and was on it? No. What I'm saying is I don't ever remember him having my phone. But if I'm passed out, you know what I mean? I don't know what someone's done. In what we've just heard, the officers make it clear that the problematic online activity was coming not from Las Vegas, but rather from inside the house that Kegan Klein shared with his father in Peru, Indiana. We want to take a moment now to give you an additional content warning. In the section ahead, we will read a graphic description of one of the online chats Anthony Schatz had. We thought it important to include one of them in order to give people an idea of their overall content. If you'd rather avoid this upsetting and graphic description, please skip ahead about five minutes. Um, um, this one's a Apple iPhone again. Uh, it's a four. Um, this um four five fourteen sixteen. Um, Emily Ann forty five. My dad asked your age. Um, said sixteen. Um, Emily Ann said he said there's no way. Okay, Emily Ann. He said send a pick you. And no response. Uh, another one, uh, this one would have been uh, in 16 again, too. Um, my dad asked how often you have sex, which was Emily Ann saying that. Girl 4 said, I'm a virgin. Emily Ann said, my dad asked if you think you could deep throat. Girl 4 said, yeah, I think. Why? Emily Ann said, he asked if an older man took you in the bathroom and told you to get on your knees and suck his cock. What would you do? Girl 4 said no. Girl 4 said, oh, probably not. Emily Ann said, oh. Emily Ann said, he asked if a 40-year-old met you over a, uh, could he look at your pussy? Girl 4 said, no. Oh, uh, what does your dad look like? Emily Ann sends a picture. Um, Emily Ann said, um, well, I'm sorry. Girl 4 said, how old? Emily Ann said, 42. What about you? Girl 4 said 16. Um, he said, oh. Girl 4 Girl four said, yeah. Emily Ann said, he asked if you'd ever hook up with a 42-year-old. Girl 4 said, yes. Emily Ann said, he's almost 43, though. Uh, he asked if you, lo you lose um, your virginity to him and show your body, baby. Um, and then it gets down to Emily Ann asks for Girl 4's Skype. Uh, she gives it to him. Emily Ann said, he asked if you want to watch him jerk off. Emily Ann said, um, he asked if you'd get naked for him. Emily Ann said, hurry, um, he's not waiting all day. He said, hurry before he comes. Girl 4 says, ready. And then on the phone, there's a Skype conversation that took place. So Through what Skype account? Uh, I'd have to look on that one. But what I'm trying to say is, I mean, that would mean that if, if it was friend one, he'd be masturbating in your house. Right. On Skype. And I think you... Right. Or your dad would... Right. Probably notice that. Yeah. So this is one you probably talked to because she was... No, I... 16. Never. I never Skyped anyone. So what did you use? I mean Skype and high school and stuff, but never... But... Why would I video chat with someone, if you know what I mean? I'm obviously not that person. You could just keep her on dark. Yeah. So you can't see anything, right? Which is very common with cases like this. Is like they'll say they're in a dark room, our cameras are not working where they can see the other user. 
and they can't see them. It's pretty it's pretty common practice with uh, this type of cases. What I'm trying to wrap my head around, I mean, you made the Emily Ann account. Right. Okay, and, and you talked to girls with it. Right. So some of those have to be you, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. I definitely talked to girls on there. Yeah, I'm not denying that at all. At this point, the officers provide several graphic accounts of chats between Anthony Schatz and purportedly underage girls. It is unpleasant reading. Finally, Kegan Klein says it is too much even for him. I'm female, three to five years old, laying. I don't. Can I not hear this? I mean, this is on your, f again, this was on your phone. What you're being charged with, I. I understand, but I mean, I don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear? I mean, again, uh, this is I, what you're charged I, with. I understand, but I mean, I would rather not hear about that. You know what I mean? At the, what about it? What it. What is it about that that specifically that you... I mean, you keep talking about these little kids and stuff. I don't want to hear that stuff. But I need you. I need to make sure you understand that this is what is on your yeah. the phone. I, I get that from the first, you know, pages what you're... Okay. I just rather not hear any of that stuff. Um, We'll jump to another iPhone again. This is um iPhone 3. Uh, iPhone name is Keggy. Uh, last utilized in uh, 2015. It did have a passcode on it. Um, it had your email addresses and account information on it. Uh, just the web history. Um, that was, again, searched for the life of this device. Um, beautiful young teens. Uh, cute young teens on webcam. High school gangbang. Hot young teens. Really young girls virgin. Um, teen fuck for drugs. Young teen fucked. Um, underage girls strips. Underage girl gets fucked in ass. A uh, bunch of those search history. And again, we jumped to Samsung Galaxy S5, um, which was the one that was that you found in Vegas. Yeah. In that uh, uh -huh. rental car. Yeah, rental car. Um, and just in that little time that you had that phone, I mean, which was two days, I think you had the phone somewhere like that or a uh, couple of days, however long you were. No. Uh, yeah, just a couple of days on um, the web history that was recovered there after. I didn't even use that phone. Well, you had factory reset it. Right. Once once you had it and then the timestamps from that after the factory reset, uh, which again has your, uh, it was named Klein Photography and had all your email accounts on it, um, including the Emily Ann and the Keg and the Keg and Klein at Hotmail. Um, the web searches were preteen booty, preteen body. Little preteen body, girl touched while asleep, preteen fingered on video, little girl, uh, young little teen vids, um, and there was child pornography on there as well. Uh, one image, it was a, a collage of images, and it was a uh, um, Caucasian female, 7 to 10 years old, uh, performing oral sex on an unidentified nude male. Um, there was some kind of uh, bestiality on there as well, which I know that you had said that was like kind of the weirdest porn that you had looked up at one point was. I don't ever remember doing that. With, uh, yeah, I know in your polygraph you mentioned um, the weirdest porn you looked up was with animals. Um, so that was there on there as well. And then uh, the Samsung Galaxy S4, which was last utilized in 2015. Um, that one has your Kagan Klein Skype, um, Tony Klein Skype, Kagan Klein at Hotmail, Tony Klein at Gmail, Kagan Klein at Gmail. 
TonyKlein765 at Gmail, Emily Ann, um, and just those internet web searches, uh, 12-year-old, 12-year-old body, 12-year-old fingered, 13-year-old, a 13-year-old Snapchat, 14-year-old, 14-year-old anal, um, that's all you. Kagan Klein, little teen ass fucked, um, photos of Sandy Hook bodies, preteen, preteen slut, underage bl- blowjob. Why is the Sandy Hook in there? It's in your searches, search history. Yeah, but that's not. Let's step away from the transcript to highlight what we just heard. There was a long, upsetting list of internet searches for sexually explicit, pedophile-oriented sexual terms. And in the middle of it was photos of Sandy Hook bodies. That creates for us the strong and quite disturbing impression that whoever was searching for those items thought that images of the bodies of violently killed children would be sexually exciting. Let's return to the transcript and the disturbing list of what was searched for on Kagan Klein's devices. Uh, next book, Premium Tablets, um, that was last in 2016. Um, had your Kagan Klein at Hotmail, a Tony Klein, a Skype, Kagan Klein Snapchat, Emily Ann. Um, one, it had child porn on it as well. Um, 13 to 15 year old Caucasian female not wearing a shirt and exposing her breasts. Uh, the Apple iPod Touch, um, 2015, last utilized in, was secured with a PIN code. Had your Keg and Klein at Hotmail.com. Keg and Klein usernames and search history recorded from that was 12-year-old girl sucks, 13-year-old girl's butt, 13-year-old hand job, 16-year-old sucking dick, actually a search of Keg and Klein, um, little girl touching, sexy 14-year-old, Young little girl sucking and young little girl takes it in, in the ass. And the time's off on that too. I never used that in 2015 at all either. Um, and then the Apple phone 5C um, was the one that you had. That was your main. Yeah. Main device. Um, it was named Kagan's phone. This was the one that you turned into the state police um, after the search warrant that was served. And if you... And the names on there, um, Kagan Klein at Hotmail, Kagan Klein 45 at iCloud, Emily Ann, Jerry Klein, uh, Kagan Klein 1, um, Kagan Klein, and again, we have some um, search history recovered on there. Uh, teens, um, little teeny, jail bait, bait, preteen Snapchat, preteen Snapchat saves. And I mean, what I need you to understand and where the obstruction of justice comes in of justice too on your charges here is that the device shows everything you did. Okay. Right. So when you've done with the polygraph and you went home, you were done with the polygraph at seven 30. Okay. Went back home at nine 19. You found the phone, right? Right. You found that they had left the phone, right? Yeah. Where'd you find it? It was in the kitchen somewhere. Okay. Yeah. It was like on top of the microwave, I think. Okay. So you found on top of the microwave. Yeah. Then what did you do? What do you mean? What did you do after you found your phone? I uh, I think pretty sure I had my dad call the State Department. Or maybe I did. I can't remember. Okay. When do you think he did that? I think it was the next day, maybe. Or, yeah, I think it was the next day. So why wouldn't you call right away and say, hey? I don't even think I found it that night. I'm not sure. You just said you got home and you found it on the microwave. Well, I'm saying that's where I found it. Not right when I got home. I can't remember. Okay. 
if it was that night or the next day. Well, I'm going to tell you that after your polygraph, when you got home, you found the phone in the microwave, like you said. I think that was the, the most honest statement you made right here today was what you just said. You went home, you found the phone on your microwave, and at 9.19, you uninstalled Snapchat and you deleted it from the phone. Uh, and then right after that, you uninstalled Instagram and deleted it from the phone. And then the next day, on the 26th, you uninstalled and deleted Meet Me from the phone. Right. And then you un you installed Snapchat again, checked to make sure it got deleted, everything got deleted, and then you deleted it and un uninstalled it again. And then it wasn't until two days later you called the state police and said, oh, hey, by the way. Well, I wasn't making sure it was deleted. I, I deleted the account. So? I deleted the meet me. I deleted all those accounts. So why'd you delete that? Because, like you said, it was the most real wake-up call I ever had in my life. So, I mean, you know, went home and deleted it. I deleted the meet me, everything. Okay, and, and when you... you know, when you also knew the contents of everything on there were would be removed as well? What well, uh I guess yeah, I mean, I didn't know that, but But you said that. It was the biggest wake up call, so obviously. Yeah, I mean like, hey, I need to Stop. Really change my fucking life here. Stop talking to girls underage? Yeah, exactly. Which you admitted to talking. Yeah. To girls underage on Yeah. Snapchat and Instagram. Right. And all the other so that was my way of like getting rid, getting rid of all those accounts and stuff. Right. Before you turned it into law enforcement. No, not really. Because honestly. Yeah, really honestly. That's what happened. I'm telling you. Honestly. No, it was I did it. And then I thought about it. And I was like, they know I have another phone. That's going to look really bad on me. Right. So the second honest thing that you said today. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. And, and I think when you came home, you saw it, and you're like, oh, man, I mean, this is my phone. I was talking to underage girls on Snapchat, Instagram. Right. I need to delete this stuff. You did. Yeah. And then you realize that law enforcement obviously would want it, so. Yeah. Okay, so what I'm trying. Well, not even the law enforcement would want it, just that they missed it. You know what I mean? I didn't want them to think like I'm trying to hide stuff from them or something. By deleting stuff before you gave it in, turned it in? Well, I mean, I deleted the account, so yeah, I guess it did delete the stuff, but that wasn't my point. So again, I mean, we really have to go back over. I mean, I just read you, and I think you made me stop reading stuff, but you're responsible for this content. Right. You want another water? No, I'm fine. You sure? You're, you're responsible for this content. That's on every one of your phones. I'm in possession. Okay. They're secured with a passcode. And named, labeled your phones, right? Right. Okay, if if I give, like I said, if I give my phone um to him and he's looking at this stuff and... Right. I mean, you even know one, one of them was Google search history. So even if you were to get your phone back and Google something that pops up... Right. You have, you have to know these things are... Yeah. On your phone, okay? Right. So you did? What? Know that child porn was on your phone? No, I mean like the girls that I would talk to... 13 to whatever, yeah. I would talk to him, but yeah, none of the little kid stuff or any of the Dropbox. Or no, I had no clue any of that was on my phone. I have no knowledge of ever sending like Dropbox to anyone. So we have to understand because I, I'm telling you right now, the uh, friend that comes over occasionally. Right. And didn't live with you is. Why, why didn't you tell this to investigators when they talked to you originally? 
Because none of this was brought because up. They didn't tell me. You know what I mean? I have, I have no, well, I mean, I had no clue there was little kid stuff on there. Me and the lady talked about it, and I told her, yeah, I had a problem. And she, you know, we talked about everything. But when you said. I had no clue there was little kids on there. No. You mean. And why would I give the cop my phone if there was stuff on there like that? That I knew was on there. You said it yourself. I mean, you just sat here and said if I didn't, they would know. Yeah. That they missed it and come back for it. Well, yeah. You said. Knew I had a phone that would look really weird on me. Right. Like. Like, look bad on you. Phone. Yeah. So that's exactly so. Yeah. I mean, you just said, why wouldn't you give him that? Because it would look bad on you, right? Yeah. So, I mean. Right. Like, why would I give them my phone knowing that, though? It'd be like, okay, come and get me then. Well, again, you... You know what I mean? You deleted it before you gave it to law enforcement. You deleted your your avenues that you talked to girls with. Yeah, like... So you're covering yourself, right? Exactly. Yeah, so... Because, like that lady said, stop right now and delete everything. Just... She did not. Kagan, she did not. Well, maybe not tell like... Tell you delete everything. That maybe she did not. She didn't say delete every. What she said was like, you do have a problem and you need to stop right now. And and I'm telling you. And your exact same words were, yes, I do. And I'm so fucked. Yeah, because she's telling me I just killed two people and I failed my polygraph. That that wasn't even what we talking about. We were this is way before that. Okay, well, this is years ago. I don't remember everything. You know what I mean? Well, I don't. I never got to see I videos of myself, so I don't remember every... That's what I needed to explain, because I'm telling you, when the prosecutor goes through all this... Right. It's not going to fly that a guy that lived by you was accessing your phone, was accessing your account information, knew your passcodes, was these conversations were days in right. a- and hours. I see what you're saying. In length. Right. Days and hours. That would be someone living in the home that was using the device and communicating with these girls and communicating with these people that were trading child porn. And it, and again, it's not just a random occurrence. We're talking years. We're talking months of the same person. We're talking days. We're talking hours, okay? So this is... I get what you're saying, but I, yeah, so, I... So who else? Admit that. That's what I'm saying. Friend one was the only person around that. But we've already ruled him out because let's go back to what I just said. I really wouldn't rule him out. How is that ruling someone out? So you gave him your phone that he could. Well, I'm saying like he's used my phone before. I'm not saying like I'm like, hey. For days and months? Use my phone. At a time? No. Right. So again. But I mean like. We can rule. Like I said. Listen to me. We can rule him out because, because again, this is days and a month at a time. Okay. And hours at a time. So it can't be him. I mean, multiple devices, not just one. It would be, yeah, it would be one thing if it was like one time. Yeah, absolutely. And how is it across multiple devices if I have them all connected? Well, I mean, Apple iPhone. So one thing happens, then it goes on the devices. Yeah, the Apple, I mean, you had the three before, you had the four. Right. Right, and then the conversation that... 
So when I get another phone, I download everything that was on that past phone onto my new phone. But the timestamps are completely different. The images' timestamps are different. I understand. This is the middle of page 89 of the transcript, and it is where we will end part one. We know we've just thrown a lot at you all. So let's sum up some of the important points. We're sharing an opinion here, but Keg and Klein's stories about some random friend coming over and swiping his phones over the years for the purpose of downloading child abuse images and videos makes no sense at all. That's obviously a lie, and not a particularly good or sophisticated one at that. Throughout the interview, Vito and Clinton did quite a job of allowing Keg and Klein to set up his excuses and then knocking them down just by pointing out their absurdity. Here's another major point. We're not talking about a single phone or a single message. We're talking about a pattern spanning years. We're talking about a pattern that involved trading images and videos of child sexual abuse with others on platforms like Kick, of searching horrific terms, scouring the internet for disturbing materials. We find the inclusion of search terms around the Sandy Hook shootings amidst highly sexual search terms particularly disturbing. Another takeaway is that police claim that they feel that two individuals who lived at the house in Peru, Indiana, Keg and Klein and someone else, were using the same devices to trade in child abuse images and videos. They say that these two individuals had different writing and communication styles. Keg and Klein also says that he's been a focus of the Delphi investigation, that he may have failed a polygraph, and that he deleted digital evidence from his phone in the wake of the 2017 police raid on his house. Next week, we'll be delving into the latter part of the interview. This is where we will reveal the information that investigators feel ties this all into Delphi. Shortly after that episode is out, we will release the redacted transcript of the interview. We'd like to give special thanks to listener Ashley Williams, who suggested that we look into Tony Klein a while back. We'd also like to thank Blake Wernick of the National Children's Alliance for sending over a helpful guide on reporting about child abuse. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Murder Sheet. As always, thanks to Kevin Tyler Greenlee, who composed the music for The Murder Sheet and who you can find on the web at kevintg.com. To keep up with the latest on the Murder Sheet, please make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Murder Sheet, and on Facebook at MSheet Podcast, or by searching Murder Sheet. If you enjoy listening to the Murder Sheet, please leave us a five-star review to help us gain more exposure. And send tips, suggestions, and feedback to murdersheet at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. 
Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.